Welcome to Agriculture In-Depth, presented by Kimball Livestock Exchange and by Sioux Nation in Fort Pier. I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra. My guest is Shane Cramey with the Verendry Benevolent Association, and he's also the track manager for the horse races held in Fort Pier. We'll hear from him after this. Cattlemen, when you're looking to buy and sell cattle, look no further than Kimball Livestock Exchange in Kimball, South Dakota. At Kimball Livestock Exchange, you'll find cattlemen working for cattlemen with a sale every Tuesday. If you can't make it to the barn, you can watch the sale live on Cattle USA. Visit KimballLivestockExchange.com to view upcoming sale information. For more sale information or to consign, call the barn at 605-778-6211, chat at 605-870-0697, or wade at 605-730-1801. Visiting today with Shane Cramey. Shane wears many hats, and uh, for this particular purpose, we'll uh, talk about Shane as the track manager for the horse races that happen annually in Fort Pier. Shane, and it's going to happen again. We know it. It's official. It is. We uh, we received that funding from the South Dakota Commission on Gaming. We work closely with them to uh, help provide this Fort Pier horse racing event, and this will be our 75th year of VBA-sponsored or hosted Fort Pier horse racing in Fort Pier, South Dakota at the Stanley County Fairgrounds. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, the logistics, but just for folks so they can get it on their calendar and get to thinking, what are the dates of this year's race? That is October 7th and 8th, and they will uh, post time will be at 1 o'clock Central Time both days. All right. Well, first, okay, let's go back and talk about the process. The South Dakota Commission on Gaming, what role do they play as far as the Verendry Benevolent Benevolent Association being able to host these horse races every year in Fort Sure. So the uh, South Dakota Commission on Gaming, uh, they oversee the funding that that is derived from the South Dakota Bread Fund and the South Dakota Race Revolving Fund. And those funds uh, are requested by an organization and then they are utilized to incentivize and support a live racing event in South Dakota. And that's the way it is uh, set up and stated in the Constitution of South Dakota and uh, that's the way that it's structured and so we uh, it, it, it's sorry to say that those funds are, are uh, diminishing rather quickly and uh, so the old mechanism that that feeds those two funds is the old brick and mortar site simulcast site and it's a, a tax four and a half percent tax on those paramutual revenues and so they they revert back to those two two accounts and then we request that funding from there and the South Dakota Commission on Gaming oversees that allocation and how it's utilized and uh, we get clearance from them and and our proposal and our races that we intend on running and so yeah we work closely with them and uh, have a good relationship and have done so for many years. Where is that brick and mortar uh, location at? There is one left in North Sioux City is the last remaining simulcast site. So without that site there would be nothing going into the funds for sure. And and those revenues have decreased uh, precipitously in the last 10 years due to several factors. And so that mechanism needs updated. If we are to continue to see South Dakota horse racing evolve and uh, rebuild its foundation as other states have around us and uh, move forward for our horsemen and our citizens. So from the fund, are those dollars used for the prizes for the the races are they used for paying for the track and the people and the things that run it uh, both is it just 
everything. It's the prize, it's the people, it's take caring it, all of that. Sure, that's a great question. Uh, It is used for operational expenses as well as purse structure. And uh, what the Gaming Commission likes to see is we move forward as an organization and we reach out to our local sponsors and uh, they kick in many of the funds that help support this event. So those funds work in conjunction with the requested funds and uh, they kind of like to see the community support and can't say enough about these local sponsors and and statewide sponsors as well in the South Dakota Horsemen's Association. We work with them and their officers and uh, try to make this uh, a whole event. So... You know, many people ask me, why can't this uh, event stand on its own? Why can't this uh, be self-funding? And I like to explain to them, I say, well, you have to look at it from like the, the state fair. The event cannot support the industry. The event is merely a showcase of what the industry has supported over the last year. So... That's what the event does, and not for local, just for local horsemen, but for statewide horsemen, horsemen around the nation. They bring these horses in. It creates tax revenues and opportunities for all South Dakota citizens and for South Dakota agriculture. And for those who take in the races and like to in, enjoy a little bit of paramutual betting, there is that opportunity at the races. Does the money spent into the paramutual betting during the horse races. Does that go back to help out and benefit the races as well, or is that to the State Department of Revenue and and gone? Uh, That is another great question. No, the the paramutual revenues, there's a tax on them, just as there is on the simulcast site, and they do revert back to the live racing accounts from that event. So the event does support itself. And then uh, from the concessions, we do pay our, our taxes to the South Dakota Department of Revenue, just as we anybody would and so uh yeah the event gets quite large and we generate quite a bit of revenue and uh great attendance and i as i visited with other track managers from north dakota wyoming nebraska minnesota they're quite astounded by the crowd that we receive in fort pier for our smaller population but they come from around the state and uh there's kind of a pent-up demand because we're down to racing for two days and uh, people kind of understand that if you want to see a little live horse racing in South Dakota, this is when you have to do it. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. I mean, we we like that. Wish we had back to our seven or eight days of racing in Fort Pier. Aberdeen was intended to run. And so if there was ever an opportunity to update this mechanism, uh, could we revitalize horse racing in other communities? Absolutely. We've seen other surrounding states do it. Nebraska has uh, legalized a, a mechanism that will support them, and they are going... They're going uh, great guns right now. We do get some of the some of our racers and horses and trainers do come from those surrounding states. But given, you know, the limited amount of time you have and training and being able to run, we need to keep South Dakota competitive to keep the participants coming, because without them, there's nothing for us in the stands to watch. And that is true. And there's it. I mean, it is kind of a competition between states, but it's actually a circuit. And uh, so when you establish your, like the South Dakota Bread Fund is is intended, the way it's established, to uh, incentivize the breeding of South Dakota bred horses. And so those horses then can come compete at, the, at a racetrack for live, for live racing and uh, compete for those purse funds and those bread point funds. And that establishes a large, very large uh, 
a number of horses that were produced and created specifically to uh, perform in that state. And not just for horse racing. They can perform for horse racing, but then they move on to other venues as well, um, rodeo and barrel racing and uh, onto the ranch. And uh, that goes for thoroughbreds and quarter horses as well. A lot of us maybe aren't, we're not tapped into the horse racing, you know, world in South Dakota or the region here. You know, most of our minds, of course, go to the Kentucky Derby and those those big things. But when we're talking about state horse racing and horse racing associations, you know, do we have a, you know, couple dozen breeders involved typically on, on average or about, you know, how big of a circle of people are we talking about that are doing the work? to keep bringing us this weekend of of fun we get to have in Fort Pierre. Well, there's, I mean, I have a great organization, the Vendrab Benevolent Association, my board, but have such a great team in Fort Pierre that uh, from the paramutual tellers, I mean, just everybody, it it, it takes a whole team, the concession stands, and they're a well-oiled machine, and most of them have been there for a while. But that's just for the local events. Or statewide, where these horsemen, they bring their horses, that's their investment that they bring to the table. And so they've invested a lot of time and money. They take very good care of these horses. And uh, the sad fact of the matter is is that back in, in the heyday, when the mechanism was, was feeding the accounts and there was a, a lot of money at stake because, I mean, we really have to face it. It's, it's about money because people have to make a living. So when those uh, resources began to decline, they realized that they would have to uh, go to surrounding states to make this worthwhile. And so that, that uh, opportunity left South Dakota and moved on. And that's what they had to do. And I would like to say that uh, Fort Pierre and, and Aberdeen has been a stepping stone for very, very many successful trainers, owners, jockeys. I've had the opportunity to uh, work with a few of those people and They've uh, got a great work ethic, take care of their animals, and they, they have moved on and done great things. Safety in your cattle operation is imperative to not only you, but your cattle as well. From front to back, from tube to chute, AeroQuip cattle chutes go through extensive testing to ensure reliability and safety. With an extremely user-friendly design, you're in for a smooth operation every time. AeroQuip cattle chutes are the safe equipment you can trust every step of the way. That's one benefit, but not all. For more information, see Sioux Nation in Fort Pierce, South Dakota. So about this time of year, you know, we're, we're a few months out, probably going to be here before we know it, but uh, what kind of training is, is going on with, as they're preparing to bring their, their animal athletes for us to watch in Fort Pierce in October? Well, you know, Fort Pierce used to be kind of the beginning racetrack and they would prepare their horses and and move on from here and go around and since we've moved to the fall meet all of our local horsemen or statewide horsemen as you speak with many of them wyoming just uh, concluded in gillette now they're moving on to evanston fargo is getting ready to kick off their race meet uh they've been up in chippewa downs in belcourt north dakota they've been in minnesota over at shakopee in nebraska down at grand island and columbus and lincoln in uh in iowa and Arapahoe Park in Denver is now racing. So uh, as I like to say, they're racing all around us. <laughs> they are indeed. So these horses, they're fit, they're ready, they're on the circuit, and 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 uh, likely we're going to be, by the time they get here, we're going to know who are, who's been leading some points and winning a lot of races and, and having a good year. It is, and that's what they, uh, you know, just as many things in agriculture, it's kind of consolidated down to, uh, fewer trainers you know there's there's owners but they're it's consolidated down and so they're 
they're using their, their best of their horses because that's what they're caring for, and that's what will uh, come to Fort Pier in the fall. That's what you get to see a lot of these horses that have been competing and that have done well. As far as breeds of horses, are the majority of these uh, that we're seeing quarter horses? Do we have some thoroughbred, some quarter horse? some kind of half and half what do we typically see well we run a mixed meet in fort pier and yeah we've got a, a great foundation for the south dakota quarter horse racing association and um, the members of that and they say uh full these colts and uh produce them when they're certified south dakota breads and they can compete for these south dakota bread funds unfortunately the south dakota thoroughbred population has uh, decreased because of the funding decreased and uh just several factors but it could be easily rebuilt if the uh, if the seed money was there and uh, just give them a reason, and you can see what can happen. It's been done in surrounding states, and uh, when they were, there were states like Wyoming that didn't race for a couple of years, and once they have their new mechanism, they are up and running at three or four racetracks and, and have many, many red horses. What lengths of races do we run um, in Fort Pierce at... Are they? Are there some fairly short, kind of medium, longer? What's the shortest? What's the longest? Well, uh, since we're kind of called, we're a bull ring in Fort Pierre. We're a smaller racetrack. And uh, we run 250 yards for the quarter horses, and we run five furlongs for the uh, for the thoroughbreds. And uh, so it's a five-eighths racetrack, a little smaller racetrack, but uh, it uh, serves its purpose. And say it's been there for uh, over 75 years. And uh, looking back at some pictures, like where the Expo Center sets, uh, before there was really a constructed racetrack, they would line up their vehicles and form a racetrack and race horses, and then they would move those vehicles over and have a rodeo, and they would buck Bronx and use their vehicles for the fence. That is good old-fashioned Midwest ingenuity and determination. <laughs> Absol- absolutely. Well, Shane, are you starting to plan as far as needing some help or some volunteers to help with things? Is that something we're thinking about at this point? If folks, if we've piqued some interest and they kind of like to get a little behind the scenes feel, is that something they can talk to you about? They can give me a call anytime or send me an email, text message, whatever, where uh, really you start you start planning for next year's race meet the day after the race meet that you just concluded so it's it's a non-stop process and you put a lot of time and effort in it say a great team great group of individuals have the horsemen uh, just trying to work together kind of see what everybody wants what they want to do what kind of horses they're going to bring to the table this year to race and uh, yeah it's just a big team effort they can give you a call what's the best way to reach you Shane? you can give me a call at 605-280-0213 and i would be more than happy to visit with you about anything related to horse racing or any other things in agriculture that I might have an opinion on as well. With Agriculture In-Depth brought to you by Sioux Nation in Fort Pier and by Kimball Livestock Exchange, I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra.